You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Well, the reality is if the baseball betting keeps going this way, I'm going to break some TVs like Chris Sale did, Chime. That's oh, going to happen. Yeah, that's that's, gonna happen. Uh, baseball betting, not great. Uh, ho- tough night for a uh, young guy, Brian Be- uh, Bayo, last night. That was uh, not exactly how you want to start your MLB career. Yeah, I was more annoyed with the J.D. Martinez stuff. Like, he is, he's, he's lit up, absolutely lit up. Um, Corey Kluber in his career. The Red Sox offense in general. We'll, we'll, actually, we'll get to them in a second. I, I thought, like, I saw Tomasi say this and Lou was talking about it and the, the numbers would bear it out. He was just, Bayo was too amped up. You know, he had an unbelievable strikeout that we'll highlight tonight in the pregame show of Wander Franco, one of the great young hitters in baseball in the third inning, but not enough swing and miss stuff. Change up was, the location was bad and no one chased his slider. So, you can have an elite fastball, and his fastball was awesome last night. It was yep. funny. Pitch, Pitch FX didn't know how to register his fastball because it looked like a sinker was moving so much. So you can see where the talent is, um, but you need location, and these are not AAA hitters, unfortunately. Well, even Bogart said it game. He's like, I don't know necessarily why he was throwing so much off-speed stuff. I don't know if that was the game plan, but like the guy has like a 97-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, throw it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think the next time he goes out there, it'll be a bit of a different game plan as well. Uh, he'll probably be a little bit more comfortable, too, when he takes the mound. Uh, yeah, hopefully that is uh, the case for him. So, uh, he, I, I think he'll be somebody who I don't know if he gets another start now. I, even if he pitched well last night, there's no indication that with Chris Sale coming out of it healthy and Michael Walker pitching on Friday, like, Evaldi do back, I don't think he'll get a second start. But the stuff was good enough, Sean, where you could see him helping the bullpen in the second half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, actually, speaking of that, Heim Bloom said today he seemed to indicate very firmly that Brian Bayo will not be in the bullpen uh, at any point in time during the season. Uh, if he is pitching, he is pitching as a starter. Same with Chris Sale. He seemed very uh, insistent on that is the word I would use. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we'll see. I mean, they, they said the same thing about Garrett Whitlock. They want to make him a starter. Now he's come back in the bullpen. So drastic times call for drastic measures. We'll see if they get to a point. Maybe that's a sign. I'll say this. The silver lining there, Chris, is that that's a, a sign they're going to go and trade for bullpen help. Yep, exactly. You know, Bayo pitching out of the bullpen was like, okay, we didn't go get a big arm at the deadline. We're not going to do it. Uh, and maybe that's a sign they're going to. They almost, they also might be, and I, I didn't get a chance to listen to Bloom yet. I'd be curious what they think about their status as like a real contender. You know, right now they're in a wild card spot, but they're now – 9-18 and 18 against the American League East. Their offense is spiraling. They're pitching Josh Winkowski against Garrett Cole <laughs> tonight with his Yankee game. I wonder if they view themselves, and they, they wouldn't answer this, you know, honestly, especially this group, you know, High and Bloom, Sam Kennedy, they say absolutely nothing, unfortunately. Um, I wonder if they think they're real contenders, Shine. Like, do they feel like they can really, with a, with a bullpen addition and a closer at the back end and some other moves, do they feel like they're really good enough to win this year, or do they think deep down this is not our year to go win the entire thing? 
I mean, that's what I'm curious. So last year you were in the ALCS. Like I feel like that would indicate to me that this year you should be planning on competing, right? Like your team didn't get all that much worse. You added a little bit, I guess, and now all you really need is good bullpen help and and some guys to get healthy in the rotation, and you're kind of right where you should be, right? Am I, I? I understand the Yankees are having like a. A really, really good season. Like, like Judge is having an awesome season. The the Yankees in general, they already have fifty nine wins at the halfway point through the season. So I understand that they're playing tremendous, but at the same time, you're still what the the top wild card spot or at, t- at least tied for it. Like yeah, you should be competing for the playoffs. You absolutely yeah. should be going in I, on this team. I, I understand competing for the playoffs and feel like you're a real contender. I, I think there's still a line there. You know, I think the Yankees probably believe they're a legitimate contender to win the World Series. The Blue Jays probably believe they're a legitimate contender to win a World Series. Then the Red Sox with their injury. I mean, I guess it depends on what how Chris Sale comes back, uh, how good he is. Um, you know, Trevor Story at some point has got to start hitting. I just I have my own questions about how they view themselves internally. And what, what will be the, uh, the barometer of that will be how aggressive, Chris, they are at the trade deadline. Like yeah. if they don't go and do anything – that's a sign they didn't think they were that really in the mix this year. Yeah, 100%. If you go and do nothing, that shows to me you do not have confidence in this team. We say it all the time, and GMs deny it, but it's true. If you're going out and doing nothing, that's why I said it all along the offseason with Bill Belichick. He, he didn't do anything. To me, that means he's not super confident about how the season's going to go. He does not have championship aspirations. It's not the plan. And I, I, I would assume the exact same thing if Haim Bloom goes and does nothing. As much as last night was about Bayo's start, it was about the offense once again struggling. One for eight. Runners in scoring position. They left six on base. The middle of your order continues to struggle. J.D. Martinez alone single. Bogart's 0 for 4. Um, his batting average is like in the 350s. He's down to 314. He has one home run in his last 27 games. And they're going to need that against this Yankee team because, unfortunately, like this is not like a pretend good Yankee team, Shime. This no. Yankee team is unbelievable. The this numbers Yankee point. Team is awesome. The stats, the what, like just they they and the yeah. Astros to me feel a cut above in the American League. And Garrett Cole tonight, seven and two, hundred and seventeen strikeouts, ERA under three, a WHIP just over one. Like this, I think if you get a split with the Yankees this weekend, you got to feel good about yourself. I completely based on this agree. I, tonight. I mean, overall, it was this whole. AL East stretch that you have right before the All-Star break, my thought was, if you go 500, it's like, okay, you feel good about yourself. You competed with the division, you held your own, you didn't get smacked around seeing as you haven't won a single series with any other AL East team yet this season. Um, it, to go 500 over that, what, 13, 14 game stretch would be good. And so I, I hold that same standard to this one series as well. So Red Sox and Yankees tonight. It'll be Josh Winkowski and Garrett Cole. Uh, Red Sox are minus 115 on the run line, plus one and a half. Uh, they, the over-under in this game is uh, eight and a half runs, juiced a little bit to the over at minus 115. You can get the under at minus 105. Red Sox are plus 145 on the money line. The Yankees are minus 70. It's a dominant pitching matchup. Winkowski has been somebody that – uh, it's got a lot of ground balls. We'll see if that continues here against the Yankees. I got a couple of leans, maybe not any on-the-record plays here, Shine. What do, what do you think about Red Sox and Yankees tonight, game one of this four-game series? Yeah, I'm going New York Yankees team total over four and a half because even if Winkowski starts good but he only gets you five innings, I don't trust this bullpen to then hold this Yankees team to nothing. Uh, I think this Yankees team, like you said, they are tremendous. They are so good. Uh, and, I mean, I want to bet Judge to hit a home run. I'm not going to, but I want to. Um, but my, my actual play will be the Yankees team total over four and a half. That's minus 130. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Uh, it's be surprising if Josh Minkowski is able to slow those guys down tonight. I will tell you, I, I'm going to 
I, I can't give this out now because I don't have the lineup out yet. But was looking through some of the Yankee hitters. They have four or five guys that have massive strikeout rates. So they 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 post a really low number on Winkowski at three and a half strikeouts, minus one twenty. Um, I need to see the lineup first, but I, I I'm leaning towards Winkowski over three and a half strikeouts. If guys like Joey Gallo are definitely in, and a couple of these other guys who have massive strikeout rates recently, I won't be afraid to play the Josh Winkowski uh, over three and a half strikeouts. But that really is the lean right now until I see it. And as far as the Red Sox offense, like I just I don't have confidence right now, Shime. I, no, I, I these player I. props. I love playing at Fenway Park. The weather's going to be great. Hitting weather, like if a couple, like Rafi Devers has four career home runs against Garrett Cole, but he's been out of the lineup now two straight days with he's calling it a hamstring and a back, which is not good for Rafi Devers. Like I, I don't have confidence in the Red Sox player props. Uh, I I don't have a real good feel on the game itself. I guess my lean, but not a lock until I see the lineups would be over three and a half strikeouts for Winkowski at minus one twenty. That'd be the play, depending on okay. what that lineup looks like for the Yankees. Again, it's not. Maybe a little gun shy after going 0-2 last night, but it just I, nothing jumps off the page, and I don't want to push anything here. I liked J.D. Martinez yesterday. He had one hit, not two. I liked uh, Brian Bayo. He was not ready to go and start one. So I had a feel for both those bets. This one tonight, running up the pregame today, it's like I, I <laughs> they might drop three out of four. They might get swept. Yeah, like, I, I don't. I think there's that chance. I don't have a great feel on the Red Sox right now. This is, and unfortunately, I should have followed my gut because I. I I kept saying they beat up on these crap bag teams and yelling at Bradford. They're, we don't know if they're good yet. We've got to see what they do. And they they, they go and they play well against Cleveland, but then they lose two out of three of the Cubs, two out of three of the Rays. Here come the Yankees. Rays next week. Yankees next week. Like, this is what we'll find out if they're really a good team or not. And I just I got caught up in the a little bit of what they did against Cleveland yeah, in that I, three-game series. I, I was looking at Bad job how I me. wanted to bet this. I'm with you. I, I I was leaning. I was leaning for a while towards Yankees on the run line at minus 105. Yeah, like it's just. I just think this Yankees team is just they're better than you outright, and uh, I'm I'm not con, I'm not convinced yet that the Red Sox are going to be able to keep up. And Cora has kept making these comments that they're the the the, the, you know, the Yankees are good, but we're good too. But they they just they've not shown. Based on their record against the American League East, their record against good teams, the way the offense you know, was awful in April, was good in May, and now since June 1st, um, you know, Barrett had these numbers, so they're 26th in baseball on home runs since June Yikes. 1st. That's five weeks. I mean, that, without story, giving them some power, and Bogarts and Martinez going like, sort of out, there's no other pieces there. So uh, I'm hopeful they can get a split this weekend. Uh, I'm not confident in it, and I'm certainly not confident in much of tonight. Uh, Red Sox and Yankees look forward to be there. And and last night there was like a legit, legit buzz at Fenway. It was fun because you get to watch a good prospect pitch. And I suspect, even with the Yankees being so far ahead, Shime, it should be a good atmosphere the next four nights at Fenway. I agree. I, I, at least the first three nights, right? If you're if you lose three in a row to the Yankees, the fourth night might not have been Sunday been, night baseball. Here come the fun. Red Sox and Yankees, baby. Yikes! Woo. But but prior to that, the, the tonight's game should be absolutely electric in that stadium. Should be. All right, so uh, you're going to lean, or you're going to be on the team total over four and a half at minus one thirty for the Yankees. I will be on at least a lean until I, I can't give it out a lock. It'll probably be what I use here, Mutt's first pitch. Assuming that some of these guys in the lineup tonight for the Yankees, it'll be over three and a half strikeouts uh, for Josh Winkowski. Uh, I woke up uh, middle of the night like old men do. They wake up to take a pee shine. You don't have to yep. do that yet because you're a young man. Uh, your prostate's in good health. We get older. You got to wake up two, three times a night. And so at like 3.15, I said, ooh, let me check the Scottish Open. It's already underway. 
And uh, there's a lot of action right now. I know there was a lot of wind in the forecast, and the, the greens are going to be fast, but um, the scoring is fast and furious. Uh, very early this morning when I woke up, the leader was one under par. Uh, not anymore, my friends. Cameron <laughs> Tringale, nine under 61 uh, in his first round today over in the Scottish Open. Gary Woodland is six under. Again, we're doing this at 1031, so a lot can change. My guy Mito is tied for fourth at four under par. There is a lot of scoring going on at the Scottish Open, Krishan. Yeah, I mean, Tringali had an awesome, awesome first round. Six birdies in a row, eight of nine holes he had a birdie. It was stupid. Um, but I, I don't necessarily believe that that will hold up the rest of the weekend. Oh, 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 I, I, uh, 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 it's not going to. Cameron Tringali, is not, <laughs> he's not winning the Scottish Open, okay? And this, again, as I said to you before we started the show oh, yeah. tonight, he is one of those guys. You, all, you asked the question about Joel Dahman a couple weeks ago. Should I be betting Joel Dahman as a hedge? No. The answer is no. Do not bet on Cameron Tringale. <laughs> Do not bet a dime against him. He's got a six over in his in his bag somewhere. And I, I don't know who's going to win. It's not going to be Cameron Tringale. So the thing is still wide open. I told you we'll have some live bets over the weekend. And given the scoring, it would be a fun tournament, Sean. I like the way the course is set up. It's a Lynx course, but I saw some trees out there too. Yep. Um, I'm going to have some fun this weekend with the golf. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I like that they're scoring. I'm, I'm always a fan of high-scoring events. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the weekend for the Scottish Open. A couple of guys that we talked about yesterday uh, as sort of some pizza money plays. Uh, Sam Burns is 300 par. He's tied for six, so he's in the mix there. Uh, Justin Rose, two under, tied for 14th. Shime, he's definitely in the mix yep. as a Lynx player. So your guy, Colin Morikawa, who you always love to play, he's two under through seven. Yes. So he's scoring here early. Have him in my DK lineup. Unfortunately, Callum Tarrin, who I locked in all three of my DK lineups, he went three over today. So I'm going to need – he's not dead yet, but I'm going to need a nice round tomorrow. I don't, who, I'm not going to pretend to know what the cut line's going to be based on – the wind could flip tomorrow and these guys Matt could all go and Fleetwood par. still even through seven. Uh, so they're in the mix there too. So we got some uh, some action. But uh, the, the long bomber, Callum Tarrim, uh not looking good for me or my DraftKings lineups. Any other gambling notes, uh, Shime, as you head into a Thursday afternoon? Uh, no, I think that kind of does it for me there. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm excited for Red Sox-Yankees tonight. I'm excited to watch some more golf. Uh, you know, it's going to be – got to record another podcast today. It's going to be a great day. Uh, I got a text from uh, somebody in the know on Massachusetts Sports Betting yesterday. Okay. It's been, it's been a while. You, my interest is peaked? I'm not, I won't read the entire thing. Um, Give me the cliff notes. We are trying to get it done. And then some comments about the, the uh, maybe the Senate side of things. Got it. So, um, yeah, it's July 31st, so we're going to be, what, four weeks away this Sunday? Three weeks away? Yep. No, three yeah, three weeks away. So we're inside a month to try to get this thing done. Um, everything I've read is that they're still sort of uh, nickel and diming, even some very small things. I'm not confident. Again, we put it on my card uh, weeks last week at this time. Sports betting will not get legalized, and if it does, it will not happen until 2023. And in the last week, and based on the text yesterday I got from somebody involved, uh, I'm not feeling confident, Sean. Not feeling confident. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make me feel good. Which is too bad because I was actually I'm, I'm, I was looking at um, a subscription uh, service I use for some fantasy football stuff, and they're now offering like uh, you know they had a great prop year last year betting props. I'm like, well, I really can't do that because the prop market, as you know, Shime, it moves so quick. Yep. Like unless unless, unless you you're betting it, it live, yeah. like it, it's a, it's. It stinks. So it's like, well, I don't think I can really can I commit to paying for that in, in, in having this good edge if I can't live bet props in Massachusetts. 100%, 100% agree. So, 
That's a down note. All right, uh, let's try to let's let's liven it up, shall we? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Uh, Chris Shimes got the over Red uh, Yankees total today. I am leaning towards uh, over Josh Minkowski, over three and a half strikeouts, and uh, I will be breaking TVs like Chris Sale if things don't uh, start turning <laughs> Looking like here a dink on the baseball side. Now twenty three and twenty one in picks on Mutt's big bet on the pregame show. That was we were seventeen games over hundred last year. We had a good run. This is, this hey, is not still over five hundred. Yeah, oh, great, awesome, terrific. Uh, all right, Chime, we will be uh, back at it tomorrow, previewing all things uh, over the weekend, getting you set for Red Sox and Yankees. Enjoy the baseball tonight, Chime. Enjoy your Thursday afternoon, buddy. Thanks, Mata. Can't wait. See you then.